Okay. All right, guys. So it's 2024, right? Um, how many people have New Year's resolutions? A lot. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions. And unfortunately, uh, not to be negative, but most, most people aren't going to keep them. It's, a, it's the same reason that 98% of diets, I'm going to get you in the picture, 98% um, of diets fail. And you're supposed to ask me that question, but anyway. All right, here we are. So your beautiful mind is controlled 95% of the time by your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind has these programs that were developed from the age of like, literally before you could talk, when you were coming out of the womb, till anywhere between the ages of 10, 15, 12, something like that. So when you have seen, who has seen people who have lost a bunch of weight and then put a bunch of weight back on? The reason is, is that that person never figured out why they put the weight on in the first place. That, that is the key. And that's why 98% of all diets in the world fail is because our subconscious mind mind is programming us and it's not your fault at all. So I'm going to read you guys a couple of statements that are unconscious. Uh, this is from, from this amazing book called Emotional, Unlocking Your Emotional Brain. These are verbalizations of unconscious, non-verbal programming that your little mind could have come up with. And they're not all going to be specific to weight, but I'm going to read you some of these and then we're going to talk about weight and then we're going to go and talk about some childhood, childhood experiences that Yvonne had that could have given her a lot of issues with weight, but I'm sure have given other people. So here's, here's, here's one thought. Again, remember, unconscious. It's too, if too much is going well for me, that will make a big blow happen to me. Next one. I've got to keep dad from withdrawing his love by never, ever disagreeing with him. It is selfish and bad to pay attention to my own feelings, needs, and views. It is unselfish and good to be what others want me to be. If my mother, another one, if my mother shows emotional pain, it's my job and my responsibility to get her out of it. Another one that I commonly hear from experts have said that a lot of people who are severely overweight have been sexually abused as a child. So another unconscious thought would be, if I lose weight, my attackers are going to want to um, uh, attack me again, for lack of a better word. So... As kids, we often use food as a way to protect ourselves, either from stuffing down our emotions or literally putting on weight so that we turn other people off. So if you are, have, if, if this is like the 20th new year that you've made a resolution to lose weight and you're like, I hired a trainer and I started a meal program, I joined Weight Watchers, I joined Jenny Craig, I went onto an Ayurvedic diet, I cut out carbs and I lost all this weight, but here I am back again, overweight. It's not your fault. This is not what most TV programs say that are pitching uh, diet and weight loss and exercise. Like you need more discipline. Well, it's really, really, really hard to have discipline when you have an unconscious thought in your mind that says, if I lose weight, I might be in a safe, an unsafe place because my attackers might molest me again. So Yvonne, was there programming in your childhood 
that has somehow affected you when it comes to food, and if it hasn't directly affected you, all the, all the kids that you were classmates with, let's talk about how, what you went through and what, what you were programmed, what that could have done. Yeah, so I come from a small town in the Midwest, and a lot of people in my age group were raised by parents who were children of depression or children of children of the depression. And there was a huge amount of fear around having enough and around guilt if you wasted things, right? So that passed down from generation to generation. And like in my Lutheran parochial school, we would all sit down in the cafeteria and the people that cleaned their plates, meaning they ate all their food, they would release, they'd say, okay, cleans, it's time to come up and put your tray away and go to recess. And if you didn't clean your tray, you had to lose some of your recess. So like your only time to actually run and play as a child in elementary school was taken away from you and you're called a dirty. So like they waited, like, I don't know what it was. It seemed like a lifetime. We missed half recess and then they dismissed the dirties. So they called the dirties. And so then as a dirty, you would, if you didn't want to eat everything on your plate and you didn't get to choose what was on your plate, by the way, you only got to choose white milk or chocolate milk, but the food you didn't get to choose. So if you didn't clean it all, you were dirty and you lost out in recess. So I think just, Years of years of that from kindergarten through eighth grade being conditioned like thou shalt clean their plate or you're bad, right? Or you're wasteful or, you know, you're not grateful. That, you know, was also at home. I had to sit at the table until I cleaned my plate or my parents went to the living room and I stuck it down the garbage disposal. <laughs> or at school, I tried to hide it in my milk carton. But then you felt bad because then you were also breaking the rules. And so... I find sometimes I'm getting better that I find sometimes guilt. Like it's almost like this unconscious because that's what your subconscious does. It runs these like automatic programs. You're not even choosing and I have to clean my plate and eat everything that I'm given. Right. I'm not like really being thoughtful about when am I full. Right. My Ayurvedic doctor mentioned like, Oh, when you're, I said, how do I know when I'm 75% full? Cause she said, stop when you're 75% full. And she's like, there'll be a little burp. I'm like, I don't burp. I'm a lady, but actually if you are mindful and just eat your food slowly, not like watching TV or doing a million things, running while you're eating, like sit down, look at your food, be grateful for it. Think about where it comes from. Think about how it nourishes your body and is becoming a part of your body and you're thoughtful. You will actually have a little burp. And so most of us don't know that we, we order something, we're running around, we're not paying attention. And then we just have to gobble it all up. So if you're like me, whether you were called a dirty or not, um, if you're from the Midwest, you've likely been taught, if you're my age, to clean your plate. And if you don't clean your plate, then there's repercussions. If you're, if you're on and live and you want to put your, your hand up, if that's, if that's you or if you've experienced something like that, um, it's really powerful and you just don't even know it until you learn to get into your subconscious and reprogram that you're actually not dirty. And you're not bad if you're thoughtful about how much your body needs and how much you don't need. So the people that could be controlled by this, let's say the thousand classmates or the hundred classmates that were, you know, called dirties, their little mind at six years old, seven years old had to come up with an explanation. Why is this happening? And they likely it's called a construct in, in the kind of the psychology terms. Their construct was if I eat, I'm good. 
I'm clean. What did that? What was the name of it? You were a what? Dirty. No, but if you oh, were, clean, a clean, and, and, if, and if you didn't, you were dirty. You were labeled dirty, which means you weren't good. So now your subconscious brain is, I've got to eat. I'm going to associate eating food with love and being good. Well, over the last 60 years, the, the, the size literally of plates have grown by like 40%. So if you have someone who's eating out all the time and they're, they're thinking, they, they don't sit down and look at the plate. Here's the thing. They don't sit down and look at the plate and say, I've got to finish this. It's these buried subconscious thoughts that are literally driving that behavior that is saying, oh my gosh, I've got to finish this plate of food or something bad is going to happen to me. This is what is so amazing about uh, mental, like making a mental change. This is what I learned in these, in these last three years. This is what has changed my life and changed Yvonne's life is we realized that our life was controlled by this subconscious programming. In my case, it was, I'm not enough. I've got to prove myself. So I used weed and I used alcohol because I felt uncomfortable. I had to make millions of dollars. I had to make, you know, buy, you know, hundreds and hundreds of houses. Everything was revolved around me being worthy, but I didn't wake up and say, I'm not worthy. I'm going to go do this. My whole 47 years of my life was programmed. I was afraid of people judging me because I didn't feel worthy, but I never stood up in front of a crowd or, or thought to myself, I'm going to go. I'm going out dancing tonight, so I'm going to smoke weed so I can feel more comfortable. It was unconscious because had I been not, not high, if I was sober, I'd have been worried about people judging me. So this is why New Year's resolutions are nearly impossible to keep because it's not the conscious part of your brain that's making these decisions. I think, I think it added to that. If you think about the concepts of as a child, you need attachment and authenticity and especially in our generation, right? We didn't have the hovering parents, right? Most of the time that you connected with your family, at least in, in my generation, in my area, it was quite common, it was around food. Dinner time you ate together. Or the holidays, you got together with all your family. So most of the associations of attachment, of feeling love and connection with your loved ones was all around food, right? And so then as I have grown, most of my you know, events around friends, right? It's around food and it's around drink. So human beings need to be connected, right? And right now there's just such a magnet around food and drinking to find that connection. And so what we're learning and what we're teaching in, 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 our, in our tribe is that you don't need food and wine to be connected and to be your, you know, feel like it's safe to be your authentic self because somebody sees you. You can see people and you can connect with people without food and drink. You just have to make effort until you start surrounding yourself with people of like-mindedness to find more opportunities to do so. So whether your New Year's resolution is to stop eating or, or eat less and lose weight, stop drinking, stop smoking weed, stop yelling at the kids, stop cheating on your wife, stop you know kicking the dog, whatever those New Year's resolutions are, if you don't figure figure out what was driving that behavior in the first place from a subconscious level, your chances of solving whatever it is that you're trying to, to solve in this New Year's resolution is really close to zero that you're going to be able to, to uh, achieve. Now, you can achieve it for certain periods of time, but your mind, your subconscious mind is going to always pull you back to what's familiar because your subconscious mind, it's only 
purpose in life is to keep you alive. It doesn't care if you're happy or sad. It doesn't care if you're 100 pounds overweight. It just wants to make sure that you're safe so it's gonna keep you in the environment. Your subconscious mind has you right where it wants you to be in your life right now. So I hope your next question is, well, what do I do about this? Well, there's a couple ways you can do about it. There's a couple things you can do about it. You need to figure out what are these meanings? What are these, you know, I read them earlier. Let me just read you one of them. The goal, I gotta put my glasses on here. One of these, one of these um, unconscious verbalizations that are created in childhood is, I've gotta keep dad from withdrawing his love by never ever disagreeing with him. So then I never disagree with anyone because if I do, my love is taken. Another one I used earlier if, if for the folks that weren't on here was um, if I am thin, my attackers might molest me. So I'm gonna eat a lot of food to turn them off. You've gotta go find what those unconscious thoughts are. How do you do that? Number one, you can do it through meditation. Number two, you can do it through, through working with us. That's what we do, we use hypnosis because your subconscious brain knows the source of your, your issues, and we go and tap into that, and uh, hypnosis is nothing more than deep subcon uh, like a deep, uh, deep meditation, excuse me, deep relaxation. The third thing that you can do is I want you to start thinking, when you go to do the thing that you wanna stop, if it's eating, let's just use food. When you go to, to eat, eating is a coping mechanism for a feeling or an emotion or something that you have in your body. I want you to ask yourself, what is the bad thing that would happen if you didn't eat? Think about that. It's not, most people want to go to the good thing. Oh, I'll lose weight. I'll be happier, blah, blah, blah. But there's a reason that you're eat overeating. There's a reason that you're over drinking. There's a reason that you're yelling at your kids. And again, it's not your fault. So if there's a reason for you doing it and it's not your fault, let's figure out if we took that away, what is the downside? That downside is likely the story that's driving you to the behavior that you want to change. I hope that makes sense. Did that make sense to you? <laughs> I think it made sense. I think we could use an example. Um, I don't know that quite. Let me give you an example, and then you can talk me through it. For example, like I just deleted the Starbucks app, and I gave up Starbucks. And for me, I wanted to go there because I wanted to treat myself, right? Because I'm, we're busy working. We're trying to like start this business and help as many people as possible. And I was just giving, 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 giving all my time. And I thought, oh, well, I can take a little walk and I'm gonna get a Starbucks and that's my treat. That's how I reward myself. But then when I stopped and I thought about it, I'm like, well, now my yoga pants even feel a little tight. Is that a reward to like feel uncomfortable in my clothes? No, right? So I had to think about, okay, is it actually rewarding me? And the, giving myself something, yes, but is it really serving me? the sugary drink was not serving me, right? But the walk was. So that's not exactly what you're talking about, but let's use that as an example. Well, yeah, we can, yeah. So, so I would ask you, like literally close your eyes, put yourself in this situation as, and you're, that you're getting ready to go to Starbucks mm -hmm. and you're literally walking to Starbucks and you stop short of grabbing the door handle and opening the door and you can't, it's locked or something. You, it's closed. What, what do you feel? The first thing that came to my mind was I feel denied. You feel denied. Okay. Um, if I can't drink my Starbucks coffee, finish that sentence, please. Then I'll have to find something else. <laughs> Say, okay, another one. If I can't finish, if, if I can't have my Starbucks coffee, what? What am I going to, what's going to 
happen in my feelings, my body, my emotions. I'm going to be disappointed. Okay. And what are you going to be disappointed from? I'm going to feel sad that I didn't get my treat. Okay. So we don't have time to, to delve into this too much, but there's something possibly in your life around, it could be tied back to being the dirty that we talked about earlier. Well, I think you're, it's the denial, right? Like that word just, it was very clear, popped into my head. And if you think about, so you have attachment and authenticity. And quite often as a child, you give up your authentic self because you don't want to lose attachment from the people that you love, right? And so when you are a people pleaser, right? Or you're always, you're an overgiver, and I'm a recovering people pleaser. I want to make people happy, but not at the cost of my health. Um, but a lot of people just give, 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 and they think they're not good enough if they don't just give everything, right? And they're better if they keep giving and giving and giving. But then you have nothing, you're, you're empty your cup, and you're giving from an empty cup, and you're not even yourself. You're like giving the backwash to people. So you're not even your good self, right? But I think that denial is like when you want to go to do something for yourself, right? And you're denied, it's like a rejection, right? So there's probably something around not being able to be my authentic self and rejection and being denied that authenticity. Yeah, so, so, so you can go into a, de a meditative state and try to figure out when in your life have you had these, because all of these, these uh, visualizations, these unconscious thoughts come from stress. They don't come from a time when your needs were being met as a child. So go into a deeply relaxed state and think about the times in your life as a child where you had trauma or you had stress or you had control taken from you. And think about what were the emotions and the meanings that you created. Those meanings are likely driving the behavior that you want to change today. The second thing you can do is you can, you can take away the, what, what I just said. So if coffee or, or, or drinking is your vice, put yourself in an imaginative state and ask yourself, what is the downside if I took that away? What am I going to feel? That typically is what's driving your behavior. And the third is you can work with us or you don't even have to work with us. You can, you can start by going to figure out, do you have some of these subconscious beliefs that are driving your behavior? And how do you do that? You take this three-minute quiz at bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. It's a self-love quiz. If you lack self-love, it's from this childhood programming that we're talking about, these thoughts that are very deep, deep in your subconscious mind. Yeah, and what I'd say is like the subconscious mind is is very talented at keeping you from the root cause and the truth. So definitely try meditation on your own. Um, I would seek out, and what we do, we leverage hypnosis, but it's not just hypnotherapy. That's something different. So we use different techniques. We're almost like your subconscious safari guide, right? Because it is kind of like a jungle in there. And you need somebody to protect you and to kind of get you to the root cause. I've had several clients where they had done a ton of therapy work. You know, some had even written books about it. But just in a matter of two hours in that guided subconscious safari hypnosis that we do, they unlock themselves from these walls that the subconscious mind had been putting around the root cause for over 30 years. So, guys, 2024 can be and should be your best year ever. And guess who it's up to? It's not up to the news. It's not up to your, your job. It's not up to the weather. It's not up to your neighbor. It's 100% up to you and how you feel because all of you, everything you need to be happy, you have inside you right now. So go make 2024 your best year. If you're struggling with change and you want to change and you're like, I've tried so many things and they don't work and I want to lose weight again. I want to look good. I want to be healthy. I want to have a good marriage. 
I, I want my kids' anxiety and depression to stop. I want my kids to stop failing class. All of that stuff can be achievable, but it can't be achievable by going the traditional therapy route where you focus on what are the symptoms and how do we overcome the symptoms. It never will work. You've got to figure out what are the unconscious thoughts that are driving the behavior that you want to change. If we can help you, reach out to us at bradchandler.com. All I do, all I want to do is make an impact in this world and help. So know that there is a better way. And any issue that you're going, that you're having right now, it isn't your, it isn't your fault. It's come from these unmet childhood needs. So in closing, love heals all. Make it the best year ever. 2024 is going to be my best year ever, and it can be yours too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Shortcast Club.